Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Everybody and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right there is Nikki Kinzer. I think if I'm not on mute. Can no, you you're me? definitely <laughs> okay. here. Oh yeah. All right. Hello. Unless, unless you're in my head. That's right. You're, Nikki well, Kinzer, the voice in my head. Sometimes I hear that from clients. They'll say, "You know, I can hear you talking to me." That's I'm like, spooky. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> it's not always good. <laughs> that's right. Uh, We are talking about building habits for self-care today. One of the most important things you can do for yourself to take care of yourself is to figure out the mechanics that help you best cement new behaviors. Before we get into that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com, get to know us a little bit better, listen to the show right there on the website, or subscribe to the mailing list right there on the homepage, and you can get an email with the latest episode each week. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD, and call us at 503-664-664. For a D D, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you are an iTunes user, if you head into iTunes, search for uh, "Take Control" uh, in the podcast directory and leave us a review. It really helps others to find the show. We appreciate your help there. So, okay, so we have some follow up from last week. We did the digital episode last week, if you recall. Yes, you survived. I did. It was fun. I keep thinking about uh, Zombie Run, and I was telling my family about it and I'm cracking up as I'm telling them about it and I don't think anybody thought it was as funny as I did. You maybe have a little bit of the gallows humor to you. They, they don't guess. quite quite understand it. Well, I also think it's fun. So you may be alone, but you are not uh, alone. Awesome. Yeah. Um so we have this follow-up. It was on the digital episode. You know, I was I'm I am bullish on uh, alerts and reminders and and many of the tools it felt look like I think uh, that I my ca- the case I was making was you should set reminders and alerts about everything in the world that you possibly ever want to do ever, and that's what this feedback uh, sort of implies. And so here here it is. Uh, the listener says I listened to the podcast yesterday and I have to comment. First, measuring almost everything in my life became almost a full time endeavor. At first, it seemed necessary, but after a couple of weeks, I became a slave to the app's measurements. The results did not matter so much. Second, all the alarms became distracting, much like Facebook notifications. Reminders are great for the important things, but I have found visual cues, such as my water bottle on my desk and the scale in front of the refrigerator, to be better than dings on my phone for me. My attention is already in short supply. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that that is absolutely right. And clearly that doesn't, uh, you know, having too many alerts became overwhelmed for this person. Uh, and I am not saying you should measure uh 
everything in your life. I'm saying you should measure and find alerts for the things you want to change. And as soon as you be, as you have too many measurements and alerts going on, you become oversaturated. And that's not a good thing either. So no. uh, you really have to know yourself. What do you want to change? And how do you, uh, you got to try the different methods for figuring out how to keep these things in front of your face. I think it's important to note that uh, visual cue reminders, digital reminders are also, also visual cues when you do it right. You know, that's the, that's the connection. Um, and that, uh, you know, having your water bottle, you know, when I get an alert that says, Hey, drink more water. It reminds me to go get my water bottle, even if it's not always sitting right in front of me, because it's not always sitting right in front of me. So watch those alerts. That is an important bit of reminder, a a bit of, uh, advice. Don't oversaturate yourself. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I think that, um, the, the alarms, if, again, if you have too many of them, they do become distracting and they start to not meet anything. So, um, definitely I agree with that. And I actually really like her ideas on the visual cues. I mean, I know that that's not tech related, but I, I, you know, the water bottle on the desk is actually a great idea. And the scale in front of the refrigerator, brilliant. (laughs) I mean, that's going to make you think twice, (laughs) you know? Um, so, you know, I think it's a good point and, um, I'm glad that she wrote in. And, um, yeah, I think it's good reminder. I do too. And I would, I would add to that visual cue on the water bottle thing. If you really want to fix that, uh, you have to put a water bottle everywhere that you normally exist. Uh, so I have a water bottle by, on my bedside table that never leaves my bedside table. I have one in my office that doesn't leave my office until I go, have to go fill it up. Like water, water devices are everywhere if that's a habit you want to cement. And, and so, um, you know, that's, uh, visual cues are, are super useful. So I, I think that's Absolutely. important. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that, I felt like that bit of follow-up in particular was a great segue to what you want to talk about today, which is nitty. Well, not only the follow-up, but I think just the actual show from what we were talking about last week with habits and then going into this show, is it was definitely, they're connected. And um, I found this great book that I want to talk about a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's about habits, right? Because we've been talking about all of these great, um, topics, you know, from sleep to exercise, drinking more water, all of these different things. Um, and coming up, we're going to still, um, we still have a show on nutrition and, um, how to have more fun in your life with ADHD. So I'm really looking forward um, to those. And we've got a couple of new guests coming too. So that's fun. Excellent. Um, but yeah, I definitely thought, you know, with planning today, you know, it's a good time to just sort of stop and pause and review some ideas and thoughts around building habits, you know, because that's what all of this is about, Truly, you know, really is incorporating, um, these wonderful strategies and things that we've been talking about into our life on a long-term basis. We don't want them just short-term. We want them long-term. Um, and you know, to do that, it means you have to create a habit, right? You got to do it every day. Yes. Every day. Figure it out. Yeah. However, (laughs) I have to say, you know, when you look at these shows and you look at how many strategies and ideas we did come up with, um, it can be a little overwhelming to try to, you know, think you're going to tackle it all. And so I don't want you to, I don't want you yeah. to try to tackle all of this. Um, I, I want to set you up for frustration or not set you up for frustration. Set you up for frustration. <laughs> you're the worst coach ever. What? <laughs> I'm so awful. No, I want to set you up for success. <laughs> Jeez. That's what I mean. Success. Um, so, you know, we talked about habits. Um, actually I looked at the show notes. It was a couple of years ago, if you can believe that. Oh my goodness. 
And we did two shows and uh, we did it around the book, The Power of Habit, which is still a great book and highly recommend it. Um, But like I said at the beginning of the show, I recently came across this other book that I've really enjoyed um, and it follows kind of the same line of thinking as I do when I work with my own habits, but when I work with clients too. And that's to set them up for success, mm-hmm. <laughs> not frustration. <laughs> um, but what that is, is starting small, right? So the book itself is called Many Habits, Smaller Habits, Bigger Results. And it's by Stephen Guise. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the title basically says it, right? You know, Smaller Habits, Bigger Results. Um, and there's a few things that I really like about the book. But one, I think it's, it's really easy to read. And it's not that long. That's the, that's that's the best kind of book. <laughs> it really is, right? I mean, big huge win in my in my life when the when the book is not that long. Um and and it was a pleasant surprise to see, you know, on your I I read it on my iPad and you can see like how many minutes you have left, like they can estimate how many more minutes you have to to read this book. That is the best feature. Yes. And it only said an hour. I was like, right on. I can finish this book. Not right now, but I will finish it, you know, <laughs> within the next week at least. So that was exciting. Um, it also resonated with me right away because I, I think it comes from a really positive pl- place. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, and there are ideas that you can implement like right away. Um, so I have a few key points that really resonated with me that I wanted to share with our audience. Are you ready? I am absolutely ready. Okay. So, you know, first to just kind of explain what a mini habit is. I know it seems simple, but I just want to use his example because it just is so clear to me. His example of a mini habit is to just do one push up a day. So say that your longtime goal is you want to exercise and we have, you know, we talked about exercise. It'd be great to get 30 minutes a day in if you can. Mm -hmm. But what he's saying is start with this mini habit of just doing one push up a day and you can't fail when you're only doing one push up a day. And so a mini habit around any of our self-care series could be, you know, practicing mindfulness for just one minute. I'm sure that Miss Dixon would probably agree. Absolutely. Um, You know, but just do it for one minute. Anyway, you can do a push up. You can practice mindfulness for one minute. You can't fail at setting you up for success. It doesn't take a lot of motivation or willpower to do either task. And so what I see with myself and with my clients is that we tend to think we're thinking small, you know, that we're our many habits feel like they're good. Like, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to do 30 minutes of exercise, but I'm going to do 15. Mm -hmm. But 15 is still too big. Like we're still not doing it. So I think that's the challenge that we see is that we're still thinking too big. So we need to even go smaller. So that's just kind of something to think about. That was something that really resonated with me. Um, to, To just choose something that you absolutely can do every day. And 15 minutes might be too long, but doing one push up, you know, you can do, which is big. Absolutely. Um, so he mentions, or I mentioned earlier about motivation and willpower, and he has this whole, um, section of the book where he talks about these two things. And this was really interesting to me because, um, he talks about motivation and how motivation is not enough to make something into a habit that it's based on emotion. We it's, it's how we feel that day. Sometimes we're really motivated and sometimes we're not. And those days that we're not motivated 
it is not enough to to pretend like we're motivated or to try to be motivated to actually follow through with whatever we're trying to do. Right. And, uh, you know, I thought that was really interesting that, you know, motivation alone is not a good enough a strategy to, to build this new habit. But willpower, he's saying, is more reliable um, because no matter how you feel, you can make yourself do something. Whether you are motivated to do it or not, if you force yourself to do that one push-up, you can do it. And he uh, talks about it being like a muscle. And, I, you know, that resonated with me right away, Pete, because we always talk about how, you know, organizing is like, a, you know, a muscle. Right, <laughs> right, know? right. It strengthens over time. I mean, so many things is like, you know, so many things are like that. Um, and so that's what he's saying too, is that over time, your willpower will feel stronger. But I'm reading this, of course, from a, a standpoint of ADHD and I'm thinking, well, you can't just tell somebody to do something, you know, willpower, you know, just give it your all Pete, you know, you can have willpower, do it, do it, do it. That's still not going to necessarily help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I like about these many habits is that the action again is so small that you don't actually have to have a lot of willpower to do it um, because it, it's so small. It doesn't take a lot of willpower or motivation. You know, one push-up a day, anybody can do. That This this behavioral change, I, I can't remember. Did I talk about Tiny Habits uh, and BJ Fogg uh, recently? It feels like I may have brought it up. Uh, he's, I don't remember. So mini habits, tiny habits, they're, they're kind of part of the gestalt of, of making small small daily changes that make big change in your life. And and one of the things that uh, that I think is really important is to talk about how you take this this habit and how you integrate it into your life does how do you take this so i'm i'm the ultimate slacker when it comes to let's say doing push-ups how do i actually integrate this mini habit into my daily weekly monthly routine right well and you know i'm just going to answer your question from my standpoint is like what i would say if that was a client question so i'm not exactly sure how you know the author of this book would would talk about it. But um, from my my standpoint, I would say you add it or you group it with something that you're already doing, um, I think is the easiest thing to do to to start with, right? Because we're practicing. I mean, there isn't any right or wrong way to do it. But if you are doing your one push-up, right, we're just going to use that as an example. Um, It would make sense to me or I would would ask the client or you, Pete, you know, when is a time um, during the day that you think you could get your, your one push up in, when does it make the most sense? Maybe you say it's before I brush my teeth or after I brush my teeth or before I take my shower or something that you're already doing every day. That's a habit Mm -hmm. and trying to tack that onto it. Um, and you may, and and I was going to mention this later and I probably still will, but you may need to be reminded, (laughs) Right. right? So I, I still think it's important. Um, you know, when we talk about these visual reminders, like we did at the beginning of the, of the show and these, um, tech reminders, I mean, you still have to have it in front of you. Um, but attaching it to something that you're already doing, I think is a good place to start. And that is exactly BJ Fogg's perspective. And he's a behavioral scientist at Stanford, a behavioral right psychologist. On. Yes. And so Yay, here's, I he, passed. And not only that, <laughs> not only that, he's talking specifically about push ups and how he started doing push ups and he attached it to uh, P. He said, every time I go P, I'm going to finish my business and I'm going to do one push up. And he said, it doesn't take long before you, you're doing like four or five push-ups. Depending, if I want to work out harder, I drink more water throughout the day. 
and uh, and I ends up I'm doing four, five, six push-ups throughout the day, maybe more. And eventually, it's to the point where that tiny habit of doing one push-up after IP, I can do two push-ups in the same amount of time that it used to take me to do one push-up. So now I'm doing 10, 12 push-ups a day. And eventually, uh, you have not only integrated a habit, you're integrating a new behavior, uh, and you're seeing the, the physical results of this new behavior. And that's how a tiny habit um, is integrated into your day. So I think what you just, I mean, you just nailed it. That having this, and it's supported by science. Science. science <laughs> that uh, that integrating these little tiny habits into your day with something that you already do that is totally benign, yeah. like going to the bathroom, uh, that is a great way to to integrate these habits. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and something going back to the book is that you know he does go into greater detail in the book. He has like a whole like strategy program and rules built around your mini habit. Um, I think, and, and what that's for is to build exactly what you're saying that one push-up now goes into two push-ups and right, then right. it goes into three. And, um, but there's this quote that I love. I just thought, again, this, it, there's, it's positive. There, there's some real positive things about this book, but it's, uh, it, it basically says many habits have made me feel unstoppable prior to starting many habits. I felt unstartable. Oh, that's really nice. And I just, yeah, I mean, I read that like three or four times because I was like, how many times are people just frustrated that they can't get started? And yeah. so this little mini habit gets you started. And that's what I love about this is that you start to feel more confident and, you know, you're taking more positive actions and you're getting closer to your goals. Um, and I, I've talked to actually a couple of clients about this um, this week, because of course, when you read something, it's fresh in your mind and, you know, you bring it up to everybody. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, but that's what I love about, about it is that, you know, it, it keeps people from being in that stuck mode to, Hey, I only did one push up, but you did something you started, you did it. You, you, you know, you're, you're not stuck. You're still moving forward. And I really like that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the, the, premise of the book. And like I said, there's lots of strategies and, and such there that, that you can do. Um, but that's where I would suggest people when they're looking back at our self-care series and they're seeing all these great, great things, you know, pick one strategy, you know, one thing that you really want to work on and find out, you know, what is your one push-up, right? That's what we want to look at is what's your one push-up? What can you do um, and be clear? And, and I, one thing I wanted to be clear is it's not one mini habit for every single topic. Like just pick one topic, one, one habit. Yes. <laughs> Again, start really small, really, really, really small. Um, because it's excited. Other... You start collecting habits. You start thinking, well, if it's just going to be a little bit of action, I can do a lot of little things. Yeah. And then you get totally overwhelmed. It's like yeah. notifications. It's like Facebook. It's like whatever. Yeah. We don't want to do one glass of water, one push up, and I'm going to go to bed five minutes early. Right. No, let's right. not do all three. Let's just pick on one. But the other thing that I thought was really interesting in this this will be my last um, kind of thought of the book is that if he, he said, you, you need to be doing this every day. There shouldn't be any excuses. Like you have to pick something that you can do every single day. And so if you are starting to have resistance to something, like you really can't do it for whatever reason or excuse that you're putting in your head, then your habit is too big. You've got to break it down even smaller. And I thought that that was, you know, that's nice. I mean, I just, again, I think that's good because if, again, going back to 15 minutes, if that's too much, then go down to five. If one push up is too much, maybe you go to the bathroom and then just lay down on the floor on your face for a few exactly. minutes. Exactly. Maybe that's <laughs> I mean, all whatever. you can do. You don't actually push up. You just get down and that's just start right. there. 
and then maybe tomorrow you'll push <laughs> that, up. That's I don't my know. Speed. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I, I thought that was – that's a really good rule of thumb is if you've got resistance coming, you know, figure out where that's coming from and and fix it, change it, tweak it, practice it. Well, speaking of daily behaviors, have you started your day one journaling project yet? No. <laughs> and I'm just being honest. I've got these – I've got some projects I'm working yeah. on that are taking all of my time right now. Well, so. that is totally fair. I uh, I just think that one – that's what I think of when I think of these daily habits is this, you know, what is the daily habit that you can do? And we talked last week about, you know, taking taking Facebook off your phone. Stop with stop, – stop checking Facebook and replace yes. it with something else small. Well, and, and Pete, I've got to tell you, I'm not doing that. But I did have a client tell me this week that she started doing that. And it's been really great for her. Oh, so I'm that so suggestion um, is is really helping people. So um, I want to throw that out there that, yes, that somebody is doing that. Somebody is doing that for crying out <laughs> but, loud. Well, it, it's one of those. It is a tiny habit in itself. And that's that is the connection, I think, for me is that is you've replaced something that was not getting you anywhere. And you're replacing it with something that maybe is changing the way you think about the world around you in a, in a small way. But those small things add up. So uh, right. we've got I've got a link to the book that you're talking about in the show notes. I also put a link to uh, BJ Fogg actually talking about his, um, the, you know, his P push up strategy. Uh, it was a TED talk and it's really great mostly because of the way he celebrates when he's finished and i'm not gonna you will start doing it i guarantee it if you watch it you will start the bj fog mantra every time you finish a tiny habit i'm i promise you you will so head over to uh take control adhd.com and watch this little video it's very funny and very cute yes that's all i have all right thank you so much nikki kinzer thank you so much for your time and attention this week On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we will catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Mm -hmm.